Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, I'm going to read off a list. And you have to tell me what they have in common. This is a bit of a surprise, I know. <laughs> Usually we, we put down on paper at least some of the intro or at least a, a good idea of what the intro is. But I know it is a bit of a surprise. Okay. So here we go. Uh, the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles played in the Super Bowl. Former President Ronald Reagan passed away. The last Oldsmobile rolled off the assembly line. The Boston Red Sox won the World Series. And the Polar Express is released in theaters. And Ken Jennings wins 74 consecutive games in Jeopardy. So what do they have in common? Did they all take place 17 years ago? Yeah, you kind of knew the answer already just because of the theme of what we're going to be talking about today. So, yeah, we're looking at 2004. And uh, the reason why I bring this all up is because today we're talking about cicadas and the reemergence of Brood 10 or Brood X, as it's known. So, let's jump right in. So I guess we'll start out by talking a little bit about what cicadas are. So they're members of the superfamily Cicadoidea, and they're physically distinguished by their stout bodies, broad heads, clear membraned wings, and large compound eyes. There are more than 3,000 species of cicadas, which fall into roughly two categories. Annual cicadas, which are the ones that can be spotted every year, and then the periodical cicadas, which spend most of their lives underground and only emerge once every decade or two. So cicadas are famous for disappearing entirely for many years, only to reappear in force at a regular interval. And despite their name, annual cicadas generally live for two to five years, though some species can live longer, and their brood life cycles overlap meaning that every summer, some of them emerge. And even periodically, cicadas occur most years in different geographic regions, and they're split among 15 brood cycles. Each one of those brood cycles lasts 13 or 17 years. So maybe you're wondering what they look like. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure if I've ever seen one before. Have you? Not that I know of. If I did, I didn't know it was a cicada. Yeah, I think if I saw one, I might have overlooked it. Um, but they are fairly easy to identify. Uh, experts mentioned that due to their large eyes, uh, which are kind of set apart, and their transparent half wings and black bodies, and their loud song, which more on that later, um, they can be easily identified. So. They actually range in size from three quarters of an inch to about two and a quarter inches in length. They have six legs and they have short antennas. So as you were mentioning, periodical cicadas, which will emerge this year, have they actually stand out a little bit more due to their blazing red eyes. Uh, kind of something out of a horror flick. So we mentioned that they only emerge every 17 years. So let's talk a little bit about what they're doing during that 17 year hiatus. The cicada life cycle has three stages. 
So they go from eggs to nymphs to adults. And the female cicadas can lay up to 400 eggs divided among dozens of sites, generally in twigs and branches. And we'll hit on that a little bit more later too. And after six to 10 weeks, the young cicada nymphs hatch from their eggs and dig themselves into the ground to suck the liquid of plant roots. They spend their entire developmental period in these underground burrows before molting their shells and surfacing as adults to mate and lay eggs. All right, so as we mentioned already, uh, Brood 10 or Brood X is coming this year. It's later this spring. Uh, so the largest of all the broods is the 17-year cicadas. And that's about to emerge. And they mentioned that billions across much of the eastern United States, and that includes Pennsylvania, uh, will emerge this spring. And the brood, also known as the Great Eastern Brood, is expected to emerge, they think, uh, mid-May through late June this year. So, um, if they follow the same pattern as a previous emergence in 2004, they may even begin to show up earlier, um, even the next month. So, be looking for that. Um, before the nymphs emerge, they begin to feed on the plant rootlets, as you just mentioned, just below the soil surface. And this is an interesting fact. Um, they need a certain temperature to actually emerge, and the soil temperature needs to be at 64 degrees. So, uh, I think due to the warmer spring, I, I'm sure we're getting closer to that soil temperature than usual years. Uh, and they'll exit through the soil in one inch holes. And from there, they'll begin flying and climbing around the tree trunks. And the males, will, they'll be the ones that are singing to attract females. So about 10 days into the emergence, the females are going to start responding to the male's song. And then they'll mate and start laying their eggs. As we mentioned earlier, they're typically in twigs and branches. So the female actually has a saw-like feature at the end of her abdomen. And they use this to cut a slit in those branches, which is kind of cool. And once she has the slit cut, she'll deposit 24 to 28 eggs in two rows. And then she'll move forward to cut another pocket and deposit more eggs. This egg laying process produces the heaviest cicada damage. Um, a lot of fruit and nut orchards will suffer pruning losses. And the afternoon droning of the male cicadas can also get pretty annoying to some people, especially in those areas with heavy emergence. Yeah, I tried to look up a sound clip, kind of like what we played last week for the turkeys, just to kind of give people an idea what it sounds like, and I really couldn't find a good one. Uh, just because of that, it almost sounds like a background noise. Um, I'm sure if you saw one and listened to one particularly up close, you know, you get more defined noise. But So they're actually unique in the fact that they have a membrane called the timbal, which produces a clicking sound, which is then amplified by the air in their abdomens. Uh, kind of like they compare it to an acoustic guitar body. Uh, which amplifies the strings. So this produces a sound that some have probably heard as the cicadas emerge. If you are in one of these areas, you know, where there is a heavy emergence and you have to listen to it, the good news is they only live about three to four weeks above ground. And once they're gone, the eggs will hatch in about six to seven weeks, like we said. 
and the little white ant-like nymphs will work their way out of the slits in the branches and go back into the soil, where they'll stay for the next 17 years. If you're interested in citizen science and you want to take part of a project and help track the emergence of the cicadas, there's actually a really cool opportunity for you to do that. So you can download an app, it's called Cicada Safari App. You can get that on iPhone or Android platforms. And once you have the app, all you have to do is snap a quick photograph or a short video and upload it to the app. And the app will automatically capture the time, date, and geographical coordinates. So once the images are verified, the information is mapped. So you were talking about maybe the damage that they could cause a little bit earlier. So let's talk about ecological damage for a minute. And to manage damage on hardwood tree plantings, it's actually recommended to avoid planting trees during the year of brood X emergence, uh, especially in those areas where cicadas are expected to emerge. You, know, you referenced the maps before when you're talking about citizen science. Um, so you can look at those same maps and get a good idea if you are in an area where they're typically expected to emerge. However, the damage done in newly planted areas is often not any worse than deer browse, which we're pretty familiar with in this area. Mm -hmm. um, although delaying planting until late June sometimes recommended, the risk of tree mortality from drought kind of seems not worth the risk. It's better to establish seedlings early and have some cicada damage uh, than complete mortality from drought as well. The female cicadas prefer twigs about the size of a pencil, which is kind of 3 to 7 inch in diameter. And if damage to a newly planted seedling occurs, it should sprout back from the root collar. If planting more expensive grafted seedlings, tree tubes with uh, netting over the top could help protect your investment for the grafted seedlings anyway. So let's talk a little bit about some of the benefits as well. Um, the periodical cicadas are a native species, so their emergence is timed to evade and overwhelm their predators. And they also provide increased food resources um, underground the year before a hatch. In the year that they emerge, they provide food for all kinds of species, including fish, turkeys, squirrels, birds, reptiles, insects, and even arachnids. And I've also actually heard it described as a fisherman's paradise this year. So in those areas with a heavy emergence, should be good fishing. Good point. Um, the trees in our forests and young seedlings have survived a lot of generations with cicadas. So I really don't think the healthy trees are gonna have any problem surviving any damage done. And even though we talked a little bit earlier about how the cicadas can make a lot of noise and maybe in those heavy emergence areas be a little bit overwhelming, they are not hazardous to people or pets and they do not bite or sting. So you don't need to be afraid of them. I think you're particularly interested in the fact that maybe turkeys have a better diet this year. Yeah, I had actually read a couple of articles earlier um, in the spring regarding that. And, you know, the turkeys obviously are going to eat them, so it's like there's higher chances of brood survival and more food sources for the poults. Cool. 
Well, hopefully that gives you a better idea of what's coming later this spring. Um, be looking for the cicadas, listening for the cicadas, because you won't see this particular brood for another 17 years. Um, we do have a couple events that we want to mention. Salt Spring State Park is actually hosting their annual roadside cleanup this Saturday, May 1st at 10 a.m. Uh, you can volunteer to help them clean up the roadsides in and around Salt Spring State Park. They will be working in teams and they ask that you please bring a truck if you can. They will be providing the bags and safety vests and the gloves. NEPA Rail Trail is having a birding event on May 2nd. So David Trentley, who's the Director of Operations for the North American Partnership for International Birding, will be leading a bird walk on the trail at 8 a.m. And they'll be observing birds in their natural habitat and identifying the different songs and calls during spring migration. You can register for this by emailing trails at nep.net or calling the office at 570-679-9300. Well, I guess it does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org and you can find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and you can even find a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make some comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>